Hey guys, Kyle Porter here, founder of Pistols Firing Blog. Uh, I'm here to introduce a a new podcast that we are starting. It's called The Reload Podcast, and it's going to be hosted by Kyle Boone. Uh, He is uh, obviously covers recruiting for us, and he's going to be talking about uh, football and basketball recruiting on here and uh, just kind of exploring the world of uh, of future uh, athletes and athletics at Oklahoma State. The future is always uh, interesting and exciting, and he's done a great job of, of kind of covering that uh, in the basketball and football world for us uh, on the website. So he's going to uh, have some space here to uh, look into that further, to have some um, different guests on, some recruits, some analysts, some different people um, associated with uh, the future of uh, Oklahoma State Athletics, as well as uh, maybe in a bigger sense, uh, the Big 12. So I was his first guest. Episode zero is what we're calling it. Uh, and we talk a lot about um, just kind of how we cover recruiting. And um, we get into a little bit of uh, the specifics around homecoming weekend uh, with the recruits that were in Stillwater and talk a little bit about Spencer Sanders and Dax Hill and different guys like that. So it was a lot of fun to chat with him. He's done a tremendous job of covering recruiting for PFB. And I'm really excited about um, just what he's going to do on this podcast. So uh, we will get to that uh, right now. All right. Thank you for the intro and welcome to the Reload podcast where I've got Kyle Porter as my first guest. It is only right that Kyle joins us. Kyle, what's up? Uh, not much. I'm actually very jealous. I, I don't know um, if we. I don't know if when we release this, if we will have the artwork up yet. But you have better artwork than I do for your podcast. Um, so I'm jealous of that. We're. I'm 164 episodes in, and you're. You already have better artwork on number one. So. Oh yeah. Well. Congra- you know, congratulations. Got, I've got it in. I've got it in with Knox, and he's already hooked me up with some sweet artwork. I'm trying to figure out how to upload that to my Twitter without. Uh, distorting the image and and Knox's reputation. So, man, <laughs> social media is so difficult. And you know, we had a difficult challenge. We were supposed to record yesterday. So, technology has not been kind to me this this week. And I know you you definitely understand that with with Snapchat and Face Face Snap and all that type of technology. You you sound like Mike Gundy. It's it's very. Um... Yeah, it's funny because people are like, oh, you're on a blog. You must like know a lot about technology. And it's like, no, I, I know nothing. Like, I, <laughs> I'm lucky to keep the blog running half the time. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, and it's, it's frustrating, too, because you're like, this, this stuff should work. Like, and you, you forget that you're able to distribute information to people all over the world through a machine, which is, which is pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating at times, but it's fun that we get to do this and, uh, talk about Oklahoma state sports and people all over the world can listen to that. It's pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Pretty excited about it. This is going to be a, a new venture for us with, with recruiting. And like you said, it's just an expansion off of what we've done with the blog and, and covering recruiting with, you know, our reload edition, uh, just basically recapping recruits, OSU recruits, who's, who's visited, who's committed, who has offers, all that stuff. So it'll be kind of the, the audio version of, of that. And we'll, we'll get into some more, uh, maybe in-depth stuff with, with recruiting and hopefully get some recruits on the podcast. So it should be fun. Yeah, I've got a question, or I got a couple questions for you, actually. If you're if you're up for it, okay, let's shoot. Okay, so you you've been wanting to do this for a while. We talked about it uh, probably during the summer, or even before that, maybe. 
Um, I'm curious about which podcasts you have drawn inspiration from uh, in, in, because I know you listen to a lot of them, but just which ones you've drawn inspiration from uh, in terms of like what you want this one to be. I would say probably my favorite podcast. I'm kind of up and down. I, I, I'm a seasonal podcaster. Like, you know, with Ser- when Serial came out, that was my favorite podcast. Um, I think it, Crap Town is, is the appropriate name, but it, it, I like the storytelling <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think they're really entertaining. But as far as sports goes, uh, I like the Pick 6 podcast, which is – a not so shameless CBS NFL plug, but yeah. you know, they've got like four guys on and it's just kind of, it, it kind of feels like guys just being dudes on a, talking in a bar or something like that. So I, I like kind of the relaxed, uh, just shooting the breeze type of podcast for as far as sports goes, because, you know, I think we get enough news and other serious information. It's kind of cool to sit back and just, just talk sports with my bros. <laughs> Who who's your uh, who's your dream guest? Day okay, day one this is episode one. Uh, if by episode fifty I said you could have you could have had your dream guest on here, who, who is it? Oh, I've I've made a, a small list. Um, I don't know if I have a dream guest yet. I on my to do list or my my wish list, I guess is, is Spencer Sanders, uh, two thousand eighteen quarterback commit. Uh, I've got Blake Jarwin on my list. Uh, after listening to Clint Shelf talk, I think he's officially added to my list. I think he was pretty entertaining. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Smith, I'd like on. Josh Stewart, I would like on. J.W. Walsh, uh, all those guys. Like You hear those stories about all those guys, and you know kind of you, you know their story from the time that they came to OSU, from the time they graduated, and what they've done after college but to me I'm interested in like kind of how they were recruited you know JW Walsh was a four-star quarterback um who had a bunch of offers out of high school why did why did he pick OSU why why of all the schools that he that offered him did he pick OSU and and Mike Gundy why did Josh Stewart stick with with OSU I think that's probably Walsh and Stewart were kind of a uh, you know, a package deal. But anyways, I'm interested in kind of the backstories with, with some of those guys. So I have a bunch of people on my list. I don't know if I have a wish list, you know, at the top yet, but I've got a bunch of dudes. I, I think for me, the, the broader question here is um, like how, and, and I, I feel like you've done this well. And so I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it, but how do you cover recruiting well to where it doesn't feel weird and, strange because you're covering kids, you know, high school, high school kids. Uh, and who do you think does it best out of any, um, blog or, or, or a newspaper or website out there? Yeah, it, it is kind of a, there's a fine line between almost stalking, you know, 18 year old players to figure out what their college is going to be. And, uh, like almost just following it as news and, you know, when I first started covering recruiting, I think my first tweet from my Okie Pokey account was something about Austin Grandstaff, a former OSU basketball commit who, who decommitted and, uh, and eventually ended up at, at Ohio State. Um, and that was my first tweet saying something about how he decommitted. So 
I've always been interested in just, you know, who's committing and, and who's decommitting and just the kind of the drama behind it. Um, as it's evolved, though, I've kind of just been more interested in, in the news. And it's, it's kind of generic. You know, I, li- I like to um, figure out who's, who's in their top schools, which schools are recruiting them the hardest, um, where, which position schools want them at. And so, you know, it's, it's almost like a standard set of uh, questions each time I talk to a recruit and that can kind of key me in on where they're interested in going to school and, and things like that. So it's, for me, it's kind of a, you know, a news thing and you can kind of, uh, develop relationships from there. But yeah, it's, I think there's a pretty fine line between being kind of a, a stalker on Twitter and, and actually, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of coming at it as a reporter. So do, do you have any outlets that you can think of that you feel like do it best maybe? Um, R- rivals does a good job. Um, I get a lot of information from rivals. Um, scout has a lot of information. Um, and even, you know, like the Tulsa world and, and the Oklahoma have a lot of Oklahoma related recruiting information, which you know, Oklahoma state that's, that's pretty relevant. Um, in the past few years, just cause OSU's has got a lot of in-state recruits. So I think they all do a lot of good job. Obviously, the the Oklahoma news outlets are more uh, storytelling and and things like that. But if you want, you know, hard hitting, who's interested in who? I'd say Rivals and Scout two four seven are are probably the most relevant. Yeah, I, I I like what you said about the the news aspect of it because I think that that I mean obviously it's relevant and um, I think that people are are interested even from a 30,000 foot perspective, like and I wrote a series of, of, uh, blog posts, uh, I think around uh, national signing day about why doesn't Oklahoma state get better recruits and, and why you maybe can't win the national title unless you do. And, and different stuff like that, like that stuff matters. I mean, it, it just does like on, on the, uh, on the Oklahoma state landscape. So I, I think that is, um, I think that's super interesting. And I think, I've become so much more interested in the, like you, you meant, you just mentioned this, but the Oklahoma recruiting landscape. I, I think that um, just the players that come out of Oklahoma, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it is. Um, I don't know. I'm just very intrigued by it and by, you know, whether they're picking OU or Oklahoma state or leaving the state and why they're doing that. And um, yeah, I don't know that that stuff is, is just, uh, is just really has intrigued me more. And I think that, I think you've done a good job in covering it and, and making it more interesting. Yeah, it's fun too because I, I feel like you, with your interest uh, being peaked in the past few years has probably coincided with the fact that Oklahoma has just got a bunch of talent. Um, you know, I think you look at some of the, the top players in the state of Oklahoma, all of them are committed to OU, Ohio State, OSU, Texas, uh, Iowa State, and that's the top 10 players and they're all ranked three stars or higher so the the level of competition is is a lot higher than probably what it was you know back when you were in your teens or in your 20s so it's pretty interesting do you have a uh, do you have a hook yet for um like opening question you're gonna ask all of your your guests because i've got a i've got a recommendation for you if you don't (laughs) no let's hear it my recommendation is so so. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the No Laying Up podcast. I've been on there like a dozen times or whatever. But 
they have this great hook of a question and their question is when's the last time you paid for a, a round of golf and the reason it's a great question is because a lot of times they have um like pj tour pros or you know famous golfers on there and these guys can't remember the last time. Like they, it takes them like, you know, a, a decent amount of time to go back and think about it. And it's, it's fun. It's funny. So, um, this is just off the top of my head recommendation. You don't have to use it. Uh, you can change it. Uh, you can come up with your own, but I would like to hear, because I think this applies to anyone that you would have on. What's the best play you've ever seen on a football field. doesn't have to be in a game. doesn't have to be by, the person that's the guest, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't, it, there's no rules. It can just be the best play you've ever seen made. And I'm curious to see what, um, what people would say to that. Yeah, that is interesting. So, so what is the pistols firing hook? Well, we don't have one. I'm trying to make you, I'm trying to elevate your podcast ahead <laughs> of ours on, on the iTunes rankings. We, I, we need to come up with, with one. I, I um, think the official pistols firing hook is whenever you guys call a guest you call them if you're calling clint shelf you say clint just as loud yeah. as you can yeah yeah so that always freaks me out you call me he's like kyle Real loud. <laughs> we don't so this is funny i was thinking about this the other day we don't tell people that they're going to be like live they're not live but like, like they're they're being taped um because most most of the time when you do a radio hit as you know with cbs like you talk to a producer and then you go, you go live. Yeah. You actually are live there, but, um, but we don't do that. Like we just roll into it. So maybe that is our hook. I, we had, we actually had to, to uh, hit the reset button with David Ubbin a, a couple of weeks ago because he did not know that we were, he didn't, he didn't say anything like nefarious, but it was, uh, the, it, it was definitely a different, uh, oven that we got on air versus, uh, versus <laughs> off air. He, he, he had to, uh, he had to he had to uh, re up the energy, so it was it was uh, we had a we had a laugh about that, but yeah, maybe that's our hook that we just don't tell people that they're they're being recorded. That's it always that seems like me by surprise. That seems like not a great hook though. <laughs> like every guest is like, oh we, oh okay yeah we're live yeah okay all right three two one <laughs> let's go yep. <laughs> uh, I like that's it. Funny yeah. So what. Uh, Okay, I'll, since if you you don't have to use it, but if you use it, I'll ask you best play you've ever seen. Doesn't have to be you didn't have to be there, but just best football play you've ever seen. Um, OSU related or no? Nah? No, it doesn't have to be. I, I've got mine. If you want me to go, okay, yeah, you go first. Uh, Charles Woodson, nineteen ninety seven, Michigan State, Michigan, the one handed interception uh, on the side uh, on the sideline. It was at Michigan State. And uh, one one handed uh, grab that uh, M Go blog, which is a really popular Michigan blog, they actually turned it into a T shirt. It's it's I should buy it. It's it's unbelievable. I love Charles Woodson back then. He was I just thought he was awesome. Like he was one of my favorite players growing up, and that's the best play I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. It was it was kind of the pre Odell Beckham, like the one handed catch that he made. Yeah. And Beckham was probably better, but I still say that I, I still go with with Woodson since I'm 32 years old. Yeah, yeah, you're old. Uh, I I would go with I I think probably it, it has to be the Odell catch. I mean, I I watched that live, and I think at that point I was like immediately paused it and like rushed it back and 
videotaped it on my TV. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, snap! I gotta get that on on Twitter because that thing's going viral. Like, you just knew that was like a legendary play. So that was, I mean, I I have to say the Odell catch was was by far the best best football play I've ever seen. Isn't it weird how differently you watch games now? Um, in in terms, because I used to watch games and like it would be. And this was maybe pre-social media, pre the jobs that we have, but it'd be enjoyable. It'd be an enjoyable experience. You watch with your dad or your friends or whatever. Then you turn the TV off and it's over. And now, and maybe that we've just been conditioned like this. We have to like, oh, I got to rewind that and get that on Twitter. And it's like that's such a that's such a <laughs> weird like it's such a weird thing to feel like you have to do. And yet, I feel like I can't ever just sit down and enjoy a game. Do you feel like yeah? That? Yeah, I, f- I feel like that too. Uh, like, I don't even, I'm not even interested in attending games anymore, like, as a fan. I know. Um, I know. Which is weird. Like, I don't remember the last time I went to an OSU game just as a fan. Um, and even if I go now, it's like, I kind of want to just be writing or, like, videoing or, I don't know. I feel like out of the action. So it's weird. It is weird. And it, it, it almost forces you to get your entertainment from elsewhere like movies or books or I don't, I don't know like it's just I don't know sports have lost I, I think a a little bit of entertainment value but uh I don't know I don't know how we got on this we, we need to talk about <laughs> recruiting so you've got a uh how are you gonna do this you're gonna break it into segments or what you, what give me your like kind of broad plan for um just just and, and tell people listening kind of what your plan is for what they can expect from episode to episode. How, how often are you going to put them out there? All that stuff. Uh, I think for now the plan is to just go once per week um, and hopefully have a guest each week. I think right now I'm still trying to figure out my equipment situation and how to call people with Skype, which is probably fairly easy. Um, but we'll go through, you know, kind of who visited the past weekend, talk about, you know, the flavor of the week, which, you know, this week, I guess, is maybe who made a visit for homecoming weekend. Uh, talk about any commitments that may or may not have happened. Um, if I have a inside hashtag scoop, uh, might scoop it out on the pod rather than throwing it out on the blog. Um, but this is this is like a more open forum than than a, I think on the blog, whereas I could speculate on the blog, but this is a little bit better form for me to just kind of babble about my takes on, on maybe who OSU might land, um, stuff like that. So I think it'll be a little bit more open. Um, and we'll have segments and stuff like that, which I'll probably go into a little bit more next week, assuming, uh, I get a, my first official podcast, uh, next week. So I guess this is the first official podcast, but yeah. Well, we can we can call this episode zero or something like that. Zero, I, yeah. I, I I like what you said though. I I think that you know when I started the blog uh, in 2011, it was very much a writing only medium, and I thought that that was the only way I'm going to communicate on this th- whatever this thing is. You know, is is through writing. Um, and maybe you maybe you throw a video in there and you comment on it or whatever, but it's still all like the written word. And now. Um, so much of what we consume or so much of what I consume, uh, sports wise is, is through like listening to people, whether that's 
podcasts or radio or even like videos that I'm not watching, but I'm just listening to. Um, and I think it, I think you're right. Like it provides a, uh, I don't know if it's a more interesting forum, but it's, it's one that it feels less, um, formal sometimes and, and easier just to, um, um, like you said, speculate and, and, and kind of, um, you, you, it, it's a more, it's a space that is better for throwing out half-baked ideas without them being ridiculed, you know? Like, yeah. And, and I think that that's, I think that's important because I think that people want to hear other people speculate on things and, and talk interestingly about whatever the topic is that they're interested in. Um, and you can't always do that on a blog post or, or with writing. So I really like, I, I like that angle that you're coming from with, with podcasting. Yep. Yep. It'll be fun. We're going to talk about pretty much everything recruiting wise, but uh, a little bit more hot takes and uh, less <laughs> first take type material. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's kind of the goal. I love it. You want to get into some topics for this week? Let's do it. Um, okay. Oklahoma state got um, a commitment from a, a defensive end. Is that right? Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle, Israel yeah. Antoine. Did I say that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, Adam Kemp of the Oklahoman wrote a really good piece on him last weekend that I read. Uh, it was about how he has a kind of a mild, uh, I believe, form of autism and how that uh, kind of dissuaded some schools from from maybe uh, offering him or recruiting him. Um I, this felt like a big commitment to me. I, I don't, as Gandhi would say, live in this world as much as you do. How big was the Antoine commitment for Oklahoma State and and uh, that Joe Bob Clements defensive line? I, I think it was big. Yeah, Antoine was, um, you know, he re- originally committed to Ole Miss uh, early in the process, despite having an offer from OSU and. Uh, obviously Hugh Freeze got fired, um, which eventually led to his decommitment. And, uh, you know, Antoine had some offers from, you know, he had some offers from some big schools. He had offers from Texas, um, places like that. And, you know, I think this is huge for, for Joe Bob, obviously to sustain that type of success that he's had up front with, with the big dudes up front with the defensive tackles and defensive linemen, you know, Oshu signed, uh, several defensive tackles, in the last class, um, you know, they signed Fua Leola, um, and he did not. He did I say that right? Leola. It's way better than I could have said it. <laughs> I feel like if you say it confidently, uh, even yeah. if it's like a hundred percent wrong, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally." totally. So Fua Leola, uh, but he didn't make it to campus, um, and they they eventually signed Mote Miley's younger brother uh, from Tyler Junior College to fill his spot, but. I don't know if he's kind of the same. I don't know if he has the same type of ceiling. So, uh, Enoch Smith uh, was signed last uh, last recruiting cycle, and so was Brendan Evers. So, this is this is good for for the 2018 class. Now they've got a defensive end with with Tyler Lacey, and uh, and a defensive tackle with Israel Antwine. I'm not sure that they're really going to be looking to add too much to that defensive line class. Um, I, my guess is they'll probably try to add one more 
but if if this is the de- the entire defensive line class, I think they'd be okay with it. So this is this is a big win. Uh, it's probably it's a top ten rated player in the class just for OSU. Um, so this is it's important commitment. Um, do they have anything else that they're looking at on on the defensive line, uh, or are they are they set there? I think you know. I think there's several. I, I think there's a lot of moving pieces, but they're looking at a defensive end. Um, my guess is they want to. You know, honestly, I think they if they could add one more defensive end and one more defensive tackle, I think they'd be set. Um, they've offered Azur Kamura, uh, a former teammate of Patrick McCone at Arizona Western. Uh, he's kind of flown under the radar, and OSU still has a lot of interest in him. I. Th- I would be interested to see how that plays out because Macon's recruitment is kind of the same as Kamara's. I think OSU offered Macon really early in the process and it kind of waited until the last minute to accept his commitment. So I'm curious to see if OSU is kind of trying to make sure he stays under the radar before they take his commitment. Um, and then they recently offered another defensive end in Braden Cassidy, kind of an outside linebacker defensive end hybrid. He's a high school recruit. So Kamara would be the junior college player that they're looking at, and then Cassidy, the kind of the high school four-year player. Uh, you know, a defensive tackle. I think if if they're able to, I think they'd li- like to land Talon Humphrey, uh, one of the top-rated junior college prospects. His younger brother uh, is committed to Florida International, and they've kind of said that they're a package deal. So is this I don't, the I, uh... Is this the big sauce, little sauce duo? Yes, little saucy and big saucy, and <laughs> it was kind of like a head scratcher, like because OSU offered. Okay, so OSU offered big saucy really early in the process, and then they offered little saucy in hopes to entice big saucy, but little saucy decided he wanted to go to Florida International. So I don't. I, I think they're a package deal, but I mean it's just weird. Like I don't. I don't see Talon Humphrey, one of the top-rated junior college defensive tackles, deciding he wants to go to Florida International. But that's like I don't know. That's kind of looks what it, it might happen right now. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. That is weird. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, I love the I love the big sauce. By the way, how do you, how do you how do you keep up with all this? I I, I think about this every once in a while and. You do such a good job of, of doing the uh, the reload and and all these different recruiting posts. How, how, what's your walk me through your process of just keeping up with who's offered who and and who's visiting and and all those different things. Well, two four seven sports has basically, um, I, I it has most of the players that OSU has offered. So you know, there's a kind of a dashboard or a place, kind of a hub where I can look and see which players OSU has offered um but you know I look through some of like you go through Twitter and you see some of these players that have have been offered and I kind of keep my own separate list um as far as visits go I mean I just kind of I guess I just kind of remember like I'm pretty aware of how how highly rated each player is if they're making a visit to campus, I generally know like uh, it's not that big of a deal. Probably not going to get an offer, or that kid's a stud, and OSU should offer him, or OSU might land him. So I don't know. I think I think there's like an internal like 
process in my head where I'm like, well, that's pretty important. I should definitely remember that. And then I'm so interested in it that it just kind of sticks with me. I think that you hit on something that's maybe the most important part of, of blogging or of running a sports website is, um, that that's pretty important. Like that, um, recognition or realization about because we process so much information throughout the day between you doing college basketball and Oklahoma state and recruiting all this different stuff. And I've got golf and Oklahoma state and whatever that you have to be able to categorize and prioritize what's important. And, um, I think that, (laughs) I think that, uh, some people think, oh, you just get on the thing and you write some words and like, he, yeah, that's it. And it's like, <laughs> no, like blogging is mostly reading. It, it really is. Like it's mostly research and, and reading and thinking and, and whatever. And um, do you feel like you've gotten better at recognizing what's important specifically with recruiting? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is, you know, deciphering what information is relevant and, and reading through stuff and, and now we've got to the point where we're able to do a little bit of player interviews. And uh, so, yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better at it over the years. A lot of the stuff that I probably wrote way back in the day would probably be really funny to go back and, and read. And I'd probably shake my head. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been a learning process, but it's fun. Yeah, I don't I don't like to go back and read stuff. It's not <laughs> good. I I I'll come across something every once in a while and I'm like, wow, that w- I don't, that's not good. Like I, I wish I hadn't written that most, most of the stuff, honestly. Um, Oklahoma state is only losing, uh, let's see on the defensive line. They lose Traylon Weber. They lose Villa Lavini. They lose Ben Hughes, defensive tackle, and they lose DeQuentin Osborne. So the big one is Osborne. But other than that, they're bringing a lot back. So going back to your defensive line stuff, they don't, uh, how many did you say they have committed defensive ends and defensive tackles so far? They've got one defensive end. Uh, and that's Tyler Lacey right now. And then tackles is just, uh, Antoine. That's the only one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Antoine that he's a defensive tackle. Yeah. So yeah. One um, defensive end, one defensive tackle. Do you think that, do you, uh, this is, philosophical probably more than anything but do you think coaches would like to bring in the same number of guys that are like do you think they would like to have the same number of guys in each and every class um or do they or does it not matter it it probably doesn't matter to be honest um i think it's all so fluid like um you know last year they they took two running backs and they took chuba chuba hubbard and jd king um, and they were going to take a third if they could get like an elite level running back, like Eno Benjamin or someone like that. Um, you know, and, and now this year they've got one committed in this class, Jamal Jeter. And I don't think they'll take any more just because they're, they're basically set at the position. They don't have anyone that's graduating. And, uh, so yeah, I think, I think it just depends. Like it's, it's a lot of projection and I'm sure behind the scenes, like the Oklahoma state recruiting staff is probably like actually punching the numbers and they probably have some sort of, uh, secret formula that, that tells them, okay, well, we probably need X amount of defensive tackles. We need X amount of quarterbacks. We need X amount of wide receivers in this class just because we're going to lose one to the NFL and, and so on and so forth. So I don't know. It's probably, it probably depends on 
the situation, it's kind of a case by case basis type thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Couple other things here. Uh, it was a big weekend in Stillwater last weekend. Baylor game, homecoming, uh, water recruits. How, how many? Uh, do you know how many total visitors were there uh, for uh, or official uh, people, guys on official visits? Uh, official visits. I don't think there was that many. Um, but as far as unofficial visits, I think there was quite a few. I think there was several dozen. Um, and I think the the big official visit was probably Spencer Sanders. I, I don't know if there was any other uh, official visits. Typically, OSU does one big blowout official visit weekend where they have all their targets, all their commits, all in one spot. And uh, but I think I think they just kind of spread it around this year. Yeah, Spencer Sanders called it uh, like the best weekend of his life, or one of the one of the great weekends of his life, um, or something like that. And uh, that'll probably be true until he until he wins uh, the opening game next year against Missouri State as the starting quarterback. Um, <laughs> no, no oil <laughs> burn, no oil burn. Though. Come on. No, I I, I love uh, I love Taylor Cornelius, but do you think? It, it, Give me, give it to me right now. Uh, October eighteenth, two thousand seventeen. What are the, what are the odds? What are the chances that Spencer Sanders is starting, is the starting quarterback for the first game in Stillwater next year? Uh, first game, I would say like twenty five percent. That'd be my guess. Okay. So, I mean, we've seen this before though, right? Like we saw it 2012 with West Lawn after the, the crazy 2011 year, you know, that kind of hit the reset button at quarterback. Uh, and then we saw it in, in 2014 with Mason Rudolph. Now, granted that didn't happen until the, the, uh, 10th game, um, or the 11th game or whatever it was, but I don't know. I, I feel like I could see it, but you're more, you're, you're more keyed in on that. Is he the type of guy that can just come in and, and and be smart enough and good enough to take over a program like that? I mean, smart, I don't know. It's always like a you just never know type thing, like with 18-year-old college football players. But uh, I've seen enough highlights of Spencer Sanders to think he should be a starter. Um, my 25% is more based on the fact that I imagine Gundy wants to take it super easy with this kid and – even though they don't have a, a returning starting quarterback, my guess is they probably go with someone they trust, um, at least to start the season, like Taylor Cornelius or a Jelani or Keandre. I don't, I don't know which one would, would win out of that group, but I, I think Spencer Sanders starts. I don't think he starts the first game, though, my guess. So, so, but you think, so, but you, he, you think he starts at some point in 2018? Yeah, that would be my okay. guess. My guess okay. is kind of like a Mason Rudolph situation where they're like, "Hey, why is this kid sitting on the bench? Why don't we burn his red shirt and see what see what he can do?" And then, I don't know, maybe kind of a, a reboot year next year. But um, yeah, that's that's my guess. I imagine he starts and plays at some point. I don't think it'll be from day one, just because uh, I think Gundy tends to kind of take a more conservative approach with his quarterbacks and. That that would be my guess is he he sits to start the season and then they eventually pull him and then they end up finding out that he's pretty darn good and they end up starting him. Yeah, and then Gundy will do the thing where he's like, well, he wasn't very good in practice, but <laughs> apparently he's apparently he's an all American, you know. 
That's happened like that happens like once every two or three years in Stillwater. Um, okay, last thing. I think, unless you've got something else, uh, Justice Hill, really good college football player. His brother, Dax Hill, really good high school football player. Uh, what's his situation right now? Um, he is a very highly rated recruit at this point. Um, you know, he's a another college prospect out of out of Booker T. Washington. Um, he's a class of 2019 recruit. Uh, he's already got a dozen offers or so. Baker's dozen. Um, a lot of a lot of schools are already on him. Michigan's offered him. Ohio State's offered him. OU was his first offer uh, on on Christmas Day last year. Uh, so OSU kind of got beat to the punch on that. But yeah, younger brother of Justice Hill, really good. He's actually a safety, kind of an athlete. He plays a bunch of different positions, but he's kind of a secondary player. Probably going to play corner or safety at at the next level. I, I don't know where OSU stands with him. I mean, last time I talked to him, he said he's really interested in OSU, but um, I, I think it probably has a lot to do with obviously being in state and obviously his brother playing for OSU. His brother, Justice, has kind of encouraged him to look elsewhere, not necessarily saying, don't come here, you don't like it, go look somewhere else, but just saying, hey, keep your options open. Uh, there's a lot of schools. Just find your best fit. Kind of encourage him to do what he thinks is best. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's kind of 50-50. If he stays in state, my guess is he goes to OSU. If he goes out of state, I can see him going to like you know an LSU or, or a Texas or a Michigan or somewhere like that. Just a blue blood school that uh, turns out you know NFL talent at at the, at the secondary position. So that that'd be my guess. I don't really know. I don't have a feel for where he's leaning, but um I think OSU has a pretty good chance here and that would be a huge huge boost for OSU just in the secondary. I don't think at any any time OSU has ever landed a a five-star safety, but that's that's what Dax Hill is. So that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be insane. That'd be like yeah. that'd be like Parrish Cox but but better. Uh, I think be like Earl Thomas. Oh my gosh! Um, By the way, how how do Oklahoma State needs to stop losing these family members of current players that are (laughs) that are four and five that they lose Logan Rudolph, they lose uh, what's Jordan Stern's brother, Caden? Yeah, Caden. Yeah, went to LSU. Dax Hill is going to go to. I thought I thought Stearns went to Texas. Oh, Texas! Yeah, he originally committed to LSU and then flipped to Texas. Maybe I should be hosting this podcast. All right, come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they need to they need to get the the, uh, the 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 family members in. Like, get just offer them early. Like, I don't, you know, I they finally got Barry Sanders in his seventh year of college, so I guess that's something. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that'd be pretty cool if they were able to get the uh, the other Hill brother. So yeah. Um, okay, we got anything else we need to we need to hit on? I think I hit on everything I want to talk about for today. Okay, cool. Well, uh, appreciate everybody listening, and uh, be sure and, and uh, rate this uh, podcast on iTunes as well. Our, our other podcast has a ton of good reviews and ratings, and that's been really helpful for us. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of build this as we go. More music, more ads, more uh, different things like that. If you're interested in advertising, let us know. We we've got uh, some advertisers lined out for. 
uh, later on uh, in the year. But uh, if you're interested in anything right away, then uh, we're certainly open to it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, it'll, it'll be a cool cool space for you to do your thing, and uh, you've done a great job with it. So uh, best of luck, and uh, we will talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for appearing on episode zero. <laughs> talk to you later. All right. See ya.